Hi, I'm Muriel, and I'm in Seattle. And I'm Nick, and I'm in Los Angeles. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Hella in, in Your 30s. 30s. Nick? <laughs> this, week, this week, Muriel flies to Seattle to take care of her father during a hip replacement surgery. And Nick stays in Los Angeles and acts like a weirdo. And we nail our intro every time without any mistakes. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. going to be a fun episode uh because this is we are only going to talk to each other through phone yeah we're in different cities yeah and um recording our intro proved to be pretty difficult <laughs> for one <laughs> of us so that's <laughs> no i'm taking 50 percent. you're also you are also not great just not listen great. to the outtakes uh, baby okay <laughs> uh so this uh this episode is is kind of a this will be pretty fun the first half is basically chronological documentation of my dad going into hip surgery. And the second half is... Uh, me and Muriel talking about our experiences and what it's like for me to be in our apartment without her for a week. And um, it's going to be... Well, actually, I'm, I actually don't know what it's going to be. I'm really interested to hear your... It's, you're kind of like doing a journal for this thing and i'm it's gonna be it, we're, we're gonna win the pulitzer for this episode for sure yeah it's true i didn't realize how much of a monkey wrench my dad being on painkillers would make throw into the mix so yeah. a lot of the conversations i'm real he's very funny he's a very um he's an incredibly dramatic man um uh -huh. this trip i came up with an awesome new nickname for him I've been calling him uh, Barack O'Drama, <laughs> which he hates and the rest of my family loves. <laughs> All right, so I'm here. Nick's not. I'm all alone. Uh, it's six o'clock in the morning. I flew in last night. Flight was delayed. And then we got stuck on the runway. So I'm here and my dad's surgery is today. Um, we're getting up really early so we can go um, eat breakfast together before he has to stop eating at eight. Um, I'm in a hotel in Northgate. Uh, <laughs> everything's pretty good. It's very um, strange to do this uh, and I don't know how this is going to turn out in a lot of ways like I think the surgery might not happen because uh, my dad has a cold um, just a million things like that are up in the air but the weirdest thing is like I am now um, of the age where my uh, <laughs> my dad has a hip replacement which is like gonna be great for him because he's gonna be um 
and he's like so vital and crazy and like needs to have a better hip so he can run around and he has great health insurance which you know is a blessing in this great country because <laughs> I certainly don't um great so like you know it's all upside but it is pretty trippy um to I don't know and I haven't I, I haven't lived in Seattle in like 10 years so it's also just coming back and being 10 years older and like what I, <laughs> I just keep feeling like I'm seeing like when I'm here, I feel like I did when I was 25 before I left, which was like a pretty like magical time, I think for everybody. But I was like in college and I was like out and alone for the first time. And I spent a lot of time just, you know, working and not really just kind of like thinking and making stuff and, you know, just, I don't know. It, it's a, really evocative time for me and it's weird to be back because I feel like I'm back in my like stormy like green rainy little place and and (laughs) I just like look 10 years older which is fine but it's kind of like seeing an old ghost like pop out from behind these mirrors I keep being like okay great I'm here I'm here I'm here and then turn around and I'm like look whoa who's that who's that grown-ass woman um so I'm here to I'm a grown-ass woman back home here to do what I do best which is to be a grown-ass woman I'm going to take my um wily squirrely um magical father and help him um like straighten up everything i think after this he's going to go into like a little care facility so we have to like pack bags and get everything together so i'm helping him get ready um like a boss and then uh provide emotional support and then we head to the hospital and it should be either it's gonna happen or it's not (laughs) i don't know you know i have my feelings about i mean i Oh God, it's so completely bizarre to do this podcast without Nick. I can't even, Nick, I miss you, buddy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm a big grown adult woman and, uh, I'm ready to take on the challenges, be what they may. And, uh, we'll see tonight if I am helping my dad recover and reading him stories out of the newspaper. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> I think he's going to be sleeping. I don't know. Um, or if we're just going to be, you know, doing karaoke and have to reschedule the surgery. So we'll see. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's go talk to dad. Uh, I'm really glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I'm happy, more than glad. Happy, happy. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, I feel safe. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most today? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Not a thing. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Nothing. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to look forward to anything. I'm just gonna just. I go minute, second to second. I was gonna say minute to minute. 
It was more like second to second. Okay. Well, you look you look fantastic. You look okay. ready to go. Well, I got bags on my eyes. I haven't been sleeping for the last three days. Looks like somebody trimmed your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, my barber. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Well, I love you to death. Thank you. <laughs> you sprang this on me, so you know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really tripping. I'm not I know you're trip. Great. I won't trip. I'm not tripping. <laughs> All right, we're gonna t- we're gonna we'll take a break. We'll check in. You ready to check in a little later when we're clean? Yeah, Get everything yeah, together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, once we're gonna get go- a little more. Uh, yeah, more together. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some. <laughs> we're gonna do some packing, and then we'll be we'll be back. to our appointment take one <laughs> take two three four and five and six uh how are you feeling i'm feeling uh i'm feeling uh i'm feeling fine feeling yeah. just fine just absolutely terribly fine <laughs> just terribly fine mm-hmm. all your ducks are in a row right well yes thanks to somebody who came and helped me out i, I hired a uh a person to come a personal assistant <laughs> Uh, I imported the person. Yes. And uh, from a, a faraway, strange land. Unknown caller. Who's that? I bet that's the hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, hi, this is Montgomery. Hi, Larry. Yes. Hey, this is Pat down at pre op at uh, Swedish. And I was just wondering, are you on your way in yet? Yes. Yeah. About how far out are you? Well, actually, probably about half hour. Okay. Alrighty, because Dr. Cannon's a little ahead of schedule, so we were just hoping you could get in here sooner. Oh, man, okay. Uh, okay, thank you. I'll be coming real, really quick. I'd say probably half hour or less. Okay, that'd be great. Thanks a lot, Larry. Okay, all right. Bye bye. Hey. <laughs> what time is it? So, so it's half hour two. So that would be forty minutes early, maybe. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. All right. Francie. So there you go. Okay. Any final words before we head out? Uh. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll see y'all on the flip side. pretty bad it was pretty bad all day I've been pretty bad yeah. and then they give me one oxycotton every two every um, three hours and this time Cherie uh, which is really she's a really cool lady she's passed me off she gave me two so I, now I'm gonna I'll be I'll be in good shape here in a minute do you like all everybody out who's working here no. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you, who's your favorite so far? Well, there's only one I don't like. Yeah. Is she here? Still? No, no, no. There's all, all the nurses. The nurses except for that one. Who's your favorite 35-year-old daughter? Oh, my favorite 35-year-old daughter is um, 
her name is Muriel, and she has a podcast. <laughs> and um, I, just a really great podcast. I don't listen to enough of them. <laughs> you know, but one, every one I listen to is I'm so, uh, I, I don't like to say the word proud, uh, but I'm so, well, I am proud. <laughs> and and, 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 I, and they're, they're very fun. Not as much funny, but just fun. You know, um, and they're funny too, but they're fun to listen to. And, uh, and uh, I just, well, I'm very proud of you. I think you did a great job. And I know it was stressful, but you're taking it like a champ. You're very lively and full of. Um, Am I doing the right thing? Huh? Do you think so? Yeah, you're taking it like a champ. Oh, good. I know you like to complain, but you're oh, complaining I love a lot complaining. of bigger. Complaining you know just feels good. <laughs> I don't all, know. It makes my stomach feel yeah, good when I whine and complain. <laughs> yeah. Somebody says, how are you feeling? Bitch. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> You know, but that's good. That's my grandfather. I've never in my life, I can never remember one time when my grandfather's standard point was not. His, his standard answer to how are you feeling was not. Oh, I'm not feeling so good today. I'm feeling better than I was feeling yesterday, but I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> he never said he felt good. He never ever said, I feel great. Yeah. But yet, he did feel great. Because he's a man of mystery. Yeah, he's like a man you. of mystery. Yeah. Oh, I would well. say the day that if somebody, the day that I try to talk to you about something, if you're just quiet, I'm going to be really, really worried. I don't ever want that day to come. If I come and say, how are you, and you don't say anything, I'll be terrified. I, I get quiet when I'm hurt. I know. But if you're feeling okay, yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I came in today, yeah, yeah. and you just had stories and all kinds of things, <laughs> grievances, and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's okay. And I said, well, he sounds good. And you go, oh, I'm not good. <laughs> then you told me a lot of reasons well, That's why. why you don't take me seriously, you little piece of stoop. <laughs> Uh, no, I what, take you serious. No, I you, just, you know, I take you, you super serious. You don't take my whining and complaining seriously. I don't seriously. take you literally, but I take you in seriousness. Oh, yeah, but you do it, on, you do it sneaky. Then. <laughs> so you're just worse than me. Just no, the same I'm the bag. same as you. Okay, that's right. Yeah. But I look out, you know, I mean, mm. I like hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. See, Marty, that's one thing I like about Marty. He's not sneaky. No. And he's honest. I'm, not, I'm honest. You're honest, but you're honest sneaky. You. You're sneaky honest. <laughs> Marty's not sneaky honest. <laughs> you're all honest. <laughs> Marty, Jaddy's honest. Everybody's honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way about you. I can't really <laughs> tell behind your stuff either. <laughs> no, I'm amazed. I'm a maze woman. You know. Maze woman. Yeah. yeah. You're a maze woman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you do come at things illogically. No. No, you I, come I'm at, illogic. lo your logic is illogic because it's it's sneaky logic. No, it's not. It's just smarter than you can understand. <laughs> well, no, see, that's what I'm talking about. Now, that's total sneaky logic. That's a sneaky logic thing to say. <laughs> how can anybody... I'm like a ninja. That's very, that's sneaky. So that's sneaky. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll take that. But sneaky. skilled. 
snail skinks, snail skill sneakiness. Yes. Yeah. Well. But but it, you're, there's no taking away your, your, your smartness, your intelligence, none of that. See, I, that I will always respect. Um, but it's frustrating <laughs> to because um, I have to think. You make, I have to think twice about some of the things that you, yeah. your approach is. I just like to jar you a little bit. I like yeah. all my words to feel like uh, ice water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, good yeah, little, yeah, yeah. Good little splash. <laughs> so we're you know, connecting. I, I, I used to do that, but I, then I'm not good at it anymore. Yeah. Ice water. I just learned it from this guy, you know, so. Who? You. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can say that. Oh. Well, you're really, you're really good. You're really smart. You're really young, and you're really fast. And uh, I like your energy. You didn't catch up with me, with your new legs. Will uh, you tell me one thing? If you were to give a piece of advice at this stage of the game, mm-hmm. one last thing of like a, a piece of advice about during this process, mm-hmm. maybe at this point in recovery, do you have any advice for anybody? Well, make sure you got a good. Um, have have good facilities, um, and um, really want to do it. Yeah. You know, commit to 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 commit to. You know, you start at A and commit to B. That's all you gotta do, um, and uh, you told me something, um, but I can't remember what it was. I'm sure it was very um, high and it was it, it was sneaky gestalt. Call me sneaky, but. Um, you don't have any control over it once you make the decision to do this. So you have to just let yourself flow, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, 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 just, and, just, and just lay back and let it happen. That's a really good advice. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, I hope you edit all that out. No, I'm not editing shit. No, you can't put the whole thing because I know that that's just some stupid shit. No, no. I mean, I would be better to do that shit when you're sneaking up on me. Like, you sneak, you sneak. You don't want to sneak on this. The sneaky part is the better way. I like it. Because I talk better when I don't know that I'm being gone because then I try to act and style and do all this stuff. (laughs) No, you sound really good. I'm trying to, to, you know. You know, change my voice down. I tried to sneak up on you. You told me a 40-minute story. (laughs) I had to to stop you and get the... I tried. I'm telling you, you talking to me is more interesting than me trying to sneak up on you because then you go, then I went downstairs and there was a man there and he was wearing fucking every detail in order. (laughs) I I turned off the recorder. (laughs) You know. Yeah, you can talk. Yeah. You can definitely talk. <laughs> Remember, you used to call me Motormouth. <laughs> that was wrong. Right. You can talk to me. <laughs> I can't talk like you can. I know, man. I can. I can not. I cannot tell stories like you can tell stories. Oh, but you can. Not even if I wanted to. to.
advice for somebody who might get a hip replacement? Uh, yes. Uh, they give you lots. Get all the information you can from uh, from Google, especially from your doctors. Uh, yeah, get all the information you can and read <laughs> Google, it. Google, especially your doctors. <laughs> and pay attention to the and, and get the information and, and bear it in mind. Uh huh. So that you always have, you know, you, you need and you need to get on ahead of the game. What, is, what does that mean? That means that for 30 days until your hip replacement, you should be reading. You should make sure that your uh, your body is in proper shape, uh, uh, which means visit your doctor and bug them as much as you want to, and then make sure that they make sure that everything in your your body is is in very healthy and ready for this ordeal. You are, that's really good advice. It is. Yeah. It is. How was it hard for you to follow your own advice? No, I did mine in three days, <laughs> and that's why I'm saying that to to you that if I had to do, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. And so when I do my second one, then I'm going to I'll be more prepared. But uh, uh, this one, I didn't even start working on all that stuff uh, until uh, you know the. Uh, so three days before, <laughs> you know, or three working days it would have been five days if, I, if they work weekends. But uh, three days, I did it though. Yeah, where well, I'm very proud of you. You got all this stuff together. Oh, I, I introduced you, and then you introduced me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 This is gonna go great. All right. Ready? Let's take it from the top. All right. This is uh, intro to hip replacement. Take one. Hi, I'm Muriel, and I'm in Seattle. And hi, I'm Nick, and I'm in Los Angeles. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Hella your, your 30s. 30s. Uh, this week, well, what are we saying? Oh, you have to go. Hi, I'm Muriel, and I'm in Seattle. And I'm Nick from Los Angeles. And welcome, and welcome to, to... I have to say, and I'm in Los Angeles, right? <laughs> All right, this is Talk Back, uh, end of episode, take one, I guess one take. Okay, it's Thursday. And guess who is back on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen? Nick Casalini. It's your boy. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, Muriel, how how are you? How'd the surgery go? How's oh, your dad? I think probably everyone can tell maybe by these recordings, the surgery went great. He went really, he did really, really well. Um, uh-huh. Everything kind of went totally to plan. Um, yeah, it was actually, I was kind of thinking this might be a more stressful week than it was just because of a million things. But um, it was like flaw like seamless pretty much it was really good yeah i think today uh he's gonna be going into his aftercare his um his care home i've been calling it the old folks home <laughs> uh, <laughs> how does he feel about you calling it that he he doesn't like it so much that he acts like he doesn't know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> so you know not very much how, not a fan how are his spirits uh, he's pretty good. He's like, he was not, he doesn't, um, he kind of has this feeling about doctors and medicine in general, where like, you're supposed to go in and be as opaque as possible. Like he like likes to come in and like when he's in the, I'm not joking. Like 
I don't know if I got very much of this, um, but he just moans a lot. So like <laughs> if he's in the bed, he'll just go like, oh, 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 ha, 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 like that. He did that when he, the guy put his IV in and I almost, I was like, you have to stop. This is making me... <laughs> Actually, throughout most of the procedure things that like they had to do to get him ready, I would go out in the hallway and stand in the bathroom until the person left and then come back. <laughs> hey, you got to take care of yourself. You know, it's like uh, when the emergency oxygen masks come down in a plane, you yeah. have to, you know, put your take care of number one. Nah, this fool is like, like stressing. I mean, he's wonderful and trying his best. He just is like, like literally... <laughs> Like, this is what he does. They say, bring a list of medications. And he's like, okay. And he demands that I put every pill bottle that he's had in the last three to four years in a giant plastic bag. <laughs> and then put it in his backpack for the for the hospital, like his little go bag. And yeah. my mom, I, my mom, thank God, I saw it coming. They were going to do intake. And I was like, I cannot be there during intake because he's going to, you know, he's going to be impossible. So I went down and got a tea and I came back and my mom had to go instead of me. And my mom came back out in the hallway and she was like, Muriel, um, the nurse needs dad's list of medications. He says you have it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have his list of medications. And I just pulled out <laughs> this giant bag of pills. And my mom was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go back there and give them to the nurse. And by the time I get back there, everybody at the nurse's station is just like, looks at us like, wow, your father's a character. <laughs> it was like, man, I wish I was there with you guys. I'm so sorry. I couldn't, uh, we couldn't swing it for me to be a part of the Montgomery adventure. It was, I mean, we missed you, but honestly, to be totally honest, nobody could understand why he had so many people there anyway. <laughs> it's like, you guys are like, you guys are just like fully ready. We, what were you? So why did he have so many people there? Because he's losing his mind. It's the scariest thing that he could possibly do. He had some teeth pulled a month ago and my mom and my brother came in, like took a half day from work to go with him to the dentist. Cause he just loses his mind. They tried to put an IV in him and he just moaned and rolled around and then, you know, asked. I mean, it's like he doesn't listen. They, ha I can't tell you. It's just like it's kind of hard to explain. It's like ha it is like having a 70 year old little baby boy. <laughs> so. Um, so you were prepared for this to be a really stressful week. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of emotionally prepped for this for a lot of terrible things to happen yeah and, and that's about my personality though you know yeah 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 no i know but it and and it seems like uh like it was actually a pretty fun family get together <laughs> i mean for the most part we just had dinner together and caught up and like i've been like going to the hospital and hanging out with my dad for a few hours every day and yeah. um you know learning like awesome tactics of passive resistance like <laughs> i haven't told you any of this stuff because we haven't really talked oh my yeah. god i just can't i'm like like he he decided that even though he just had hip surgery and he can't get out of the bed on his own and there's a whole all of these signs plastered all over the orthopedic wing and in every room and in the bathroom saying 
no one is allowed to use the bathroom without a nurse. Yeah. My dad was like, yeah, come over here. Help me get out of the bed. I need to go pee. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And then we just get, it's just like this constant thing. It's like, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, Muriel, just help me go. You don't need to worry about it. And I'm like, no, Every, the nurse literally just came in and said, wait, buzz me if you have to use the bathroom and I'll help you use the bathroom. She didn't yeah. say your daughter sitting right there can help you if you want to use the bathroom. <laughs> and he got so mad at me. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, well, you have to make a choice that you want to make and I'm going to leave. And I, <laughs> every time he asked me to do something outrageous, I just go sit in the hallway until he either falls on the floor or he has to call the nurse. Muriel, speaking of outrageous fucking requests, did he want you to bring a bunch of switchblades to now, him? Oh my, I can't, I don't know. So for the last three days, <laughs> my dad's like, my dad is like a magical person. And part of what I did to help him get in the hospital was like go through like piles of shit, organize it, get him a bag, like do all of this stuff. Cause he kind of is like, um, uh, what do we used to call him? The king of the garbage pile or something. He's just very, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, just like the Darth Vader of like hoarding eight toothbrushes. I just like, so I had to go through and help him do all this stuff. So I talked him into, I basically used tactics that I literally learned from watching hoarders, <laughs> so, like psychological tactics. So I didn't throw anything away that he didn't make a choice about, but I did yeah. sort of force him to make like reasonable choices about each thing. So I like hold up an old wallet and I say, do you need this? And he's like, somebody might need that someday. And I'm like, do you need it now? No. Okay. It goes in the other pile. So yeah. it took, three hours for me to get him to pack two bags, one for the care home <laughs> and one for the hospital. And that was like, you only bring what you need. And then immediately that night when he's supposed to be sleeping, he's on Amazon ordering a fucking harmonica and three switchblades <laughs> to be delivered to the fuck to the hospital. And I was just like, and so the packages came and first I'm resistant to it. Cause I'm like, fuck you. Stop ordering things to bring to the hospital. Like, you have your care bag. You don't need to bring all your garbage into the hospital. Don't and he, don't order Amazon right now. Just fucking watch TV and like eat your milkshakes and don't do anything. So then I open the packages and of course they're full of switchblades. And I'm just like, God damn it. And I'm not going to specify what they are, but my dad already has weapons packed into the bag he's bringing into the care home. Because he, he feels like he has to protect himself. So he has things that he's packed in his bag that he thinks are going to protect him from like, I don't know, like a horrible, like one flew over the cuckoo's nest orderly or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's already or like if there's a revolution while he's in there and all the old folks want to fucking break out, you know, he wants to make sure that he can either join the fight or protect himself. That's exactly. And before we realized all this stuff, like my mom and I were like, let's buy him a pack of cheese. It's so, you know, like, but they're individuals so he can barter for things that he wants and some cookies. It's like, meanwhile, in his like computer bag, he's already packed weapons and his computer, <laughs> and then he's ordering more weapons off of Amazon. And so then I opened them and I was like, I'm not going to bring these to the fucking hospital. I was just like, just, and so he calls me, he's very smart. And also Amazon tells you when your packages have been delivered. Yeah. And so he got an alert on his phone and immediately that, that, that morning, it's been three days that morning. He goes, oh, Muriel, did you get those packages? I really need those packages. And I was like, 
Oh, I don't know. I didn't check. Okay, well, you got to make sure you check every day, like three times. Did you get those packages? Because I really need you to bring those by. And at this point, he knows we opened them and we're just not bringing them. Yeah. And, but it's like this game of like, oh, I don't know, Dad. You know, your packages are mixed up with Mom's. I just haven't had a check, chance to check. And then the last time, did you get my packages? And I was like, you know, probably. And then he just goes, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just is like, I know. He knows that I'm hiding them from him. And the other right. thing is, beyond the weapons, he has three harmonicas. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's not a musician. He has them in he all different keys. harmonica. They're real Fender blues harmonicas in different keys. And he's like, he, ba I mean, he's acting like he's going to some minimum security prison where he's going to be like, well, I got to have a harmonica so I can play the blues while I'm lying in bed. You know what I love about your dad? What? Is if I was like, oh man, those harmonicas and switchblades are cool. He would just give them to me. I know. He'd be like, you like them here? Just take them. I got more. He no. would, he's like, he, he get, he always has so many random things that he feels like he has to have but the second the second you show interest in it they're yours i mean that's so true and when you don't show interest then that's the second you get into a giant fight so it goes both ways but i was helping him clean out his apartment to get out to the care home he's like I and mean, we got into legitimate fights like maybe four times for him trying to give me giant stinky men's jackets i was like Will you please just fucking stop? I don't want any of this. I live in LA. I don't need a giant wool pea coat for Christ's sake. I, it was like, it I took smells a, like four years of cigarettes. I know. I was like, stop. So it's like, it's like, you, need to, you don't understand. This is a nice coat. Tried to give me a satin shirt from the 80s. I was just like, stop. Stop. You know. Okay. So, so also, he day. had so much shit yeah. to do, and he mailed my brother in New York a bag of garbage, like all of the stuff that I didn't want to take, wrap it up, send it through the mail to Johnny. <laughs> and he had a pile of stuff from my mom that he had bought her that she doesn't want. So it was like a soup bowl that was like a painted soup bowl with a cat on it and three metal whisks because he feels like her bowls suck and her whisks are not very good. Yeah. Mom was just like, what is he talking about? And then <laughs> she he found her a Thai pagoda, like a little tiny model of a Thai pagoda that was covered in grease and electrically broken. And then this like insane candlestick holder that was like four feet tall. <laughs> and I was just like, Dad, I hate to tell you this. I was like, Mom, you does not want this. You have to throw it away. <laughs> All right. So today, today is, so he's being discharged from the hospital today. Yeah. So all the weapons are How, going into the bag. Have you, uh, have you talked to him? How's he doing today? Yeah. Uh, I talked to him a little bit. He's working with a caseworker. Um, part of this deal is like, you know, I antagonize him a little bit cause I think it helps keep his mind off of things and it helps yeah. me blow off some steam. Yeah. So I'll, I sent him a text. I said, uh, keep me posted. I'll check in in a little bit. And he did thumbs up. And then I didn't hear from him for a while. So I wrote any word turd bird. You feeling good? And then I just wrote poopies. <laughs> and then he wrote no poopies. I think I'm moving today. Working hard to get it done. So nice. Yeah, I think he's he seems actually pretty good. 
But you know, yeah. last night, <laughs> last night I was on the phone with him because he also, you know, I think that if he has the opportunity, he likes to kind of wallow in the misery of what's happening. So like, uh-huh. you know, he'll tell you if he's like, he wants, so he, he won't get off the phone with me. He'll be like, and then I found this thing. Da, da, da. Like just talks forever. And last night he gave me a list of all the things that he's trying to eat to make him poop. Cause he hasn't pooped in a lot of days, which I know extensively about. Cause he talks about it every time I see him for like two hours. Well, uh, then you also ask him about it. I, well, yeah, I do it now. just to tag it. Well, I did it today. Cause last night, he goes, well, I got two milkshakes, two bottles of prune juice. And, you know, I figure I'm working this out. It's going to be okay. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, and then they're giving you sleep medication and, and you're going to go to sleep. And I was like, it sounds like you're trying to set yourself up to shit in your bed. And, <laughs> and he just got really quiet. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, but dude, I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, if you're in the hospital, that is the best place in the world to shit in your bed. If you need to shit in your bed. <laughs> And then it just goes, bye, bye. <laughs> and so that's why I asked him this morning how he was going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hilarious. So that's um, the bulk of it, I guess. Yeah. So you have to leave tomorrow. So if they don't find him a care facility today, what happens? Uh, we have him all packed up. So my mom's just going to bring the bag when she goes. Um, the bulk of the work was like getting his car put away. And like, I washed a bunch of clothes and like packed him a special bag and bought like just new comfy stuff. So he's like comfortable. Um, like just kind of stuff like that. And then like toiletries and some organizational stuff, just stuff for him to do. So like I organized everything. Now you just have to drop the bag off basically. So if it doesn't happen today, it's not the end of the world. Um, it'll all kind of work out, but <laughs> I think it's good. Everything kind of went really well and he's optimistic and you know, well, it's going to be such a huge improvement for his quality of life. I mean, he's been in pain for, for a long time now. He's yeah. going to, yeah. I mean, it's really like a new lease on life. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's, he's been in a lot of pain for a long time. And yeah. I think it's like, like a long time, like, like 10 years. Yeah. And I think it just got to the point like where it like he's pretty will not go to the doctor type of dude. And I think it actually got to the point where it was like, well, I'm 70. Like if I don't get this fixed, I could live 10 years and be relatively immobile. Like he can't go for a walk. You know, he's in that much pain because of arthritis and stuff. Um, So I think he's really happy. You know, uh, it's so great. Well, do you have uh, did you learn? I mean, Muriel, you're sort of um, you're sort of a reformed caretaker, I would. Yeah. Call you. And, um, you know, you've sort of been in, in and out of uh, taking care of people both uh, wonderfully and, <laughs> you know, it doesn't always it's not always the greatest position to be in. Um, yeah, did you I mean, learn I think anything like, from this week. Yeah, uh, going well, back yeah, to Seattle I think, and sort of resuming that role. I think, like, to clarify what you're saying, like, uh, yeah, I grew up and I was like unhealthily a caretaker, so I, I kind of spent a lot. I think a lot of people can relate to this of like, if you are ever in a situation where you were like, a, like a 
second parent to your younger siblings, right? For whatever yeah. reason, like that was happening. So you kind of develop like this sense of like having adult responsibilities really young. And so some of that's awesome because you're like able to take care of people and you have a good sense of that and you've been doing it since you were really little. But some of it is like unhealthy, you know, like there's a tendency to try to take care of other like be distracted by taking care of other people and not taking care of yourself and doing things that you don't really want to do and that the person's not even necessarily asking you to do because you think it's helpful like you know so I, I I've spent a lot of time in my adult life trying to sort out like how to be someone who's good at loving someone while also not like destroying myself in the process yeah. And I think this this week was really great. I mean, I, I've been working on it for a long time. So it, it wasn't like like when my mom got sick um, a few years ago, she's fine. But when she did uh, a few years ago and I came up to take care of her, I was definitely that was a huge learning experience. <clears throat> so I think I learned a lot, you know, when she was going through chemo, like I learned a ton about how to do things a little better. And this time. Um, I just went in with a strong sense of what I was willing to do and what was okay for me to expect my dad to be able to do. Uh -huh. And so when he asked me to do things that weren't my, were absolutely something that he was able to do, like he ordered some stuff from Amazon and then needed to switch the card that he ordered from. And it's yeah. like, but then he goes, whoa, like you walk in and then he all of a sudden he's too tired to lift his phone when he yeah. already had ordered the shit off of Amazon and like bugged me about picking up the package and checked his alerts, you know? So it's like, yeah. and he's like, girl, all you, I just need you to do something really simple for me. Go in my bag, get my cards, figure out which card is on the thing, switch, you know, like, <laughs> this is a whole fucking thing. And I was like, and I just go, no, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, yeah, okay. I just he just drops it and it's like yeah I could have done it and just thought he was being kind of an asshole for making me do it and maybe frustrated at him and annoyed that I had to do this thing like you know but instead it's like I think it's empowering for him to do it <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah I was like no you do it it's okay and then he just does it um so I don't know a lot of it I mean, the main stuff I learned was like you know if he asks me to break the rules, I think probably a few years ago, I would have ran and went up to the nurse's station and told them that he was needing to go to the bathroom and like force the issue. Yeah. And instead I'm like, if you are going to make the choice to do something stupid, then it's your choice, but I'm not going to help you do something stupid. Yeah. And when I don't in help fact, them, I'm going to leave the room entirely. Yeah. And I just go and sit and like kind of hang out, look up, play on my phone for 20 minutes. And I come back in and he's got, you know, he's got a little bit of an attitude, but he realized he can't do it without me, you know? Yeah. So he had to call the nurse, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. And that's just the choice. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, so that was kind of a good sort of like just dealing with somebody who's difficult instead of arguing with them too. I just say, like, if that's your choice, that's okay. Go ahead. And then just see what happens. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean, it's like you're an adult, you know. Worst case scenario is you have some bad consequences that you brought upon yourself. <laughs> so uh, for uh, as, a, as I'm sure some of our listeners are uh, as well, we're going to, you know, this is taking care of our parents is a part of getting older. Yeah. 
Do you have any advice for people who might be entering this phase of life and how to go about this? And I would say that experience is like the best teacher. So even if it feels overwhelming at first, it'll, it'll be way easier. Like after you get a little time under your belt, Uh navigating it. And I think like, honestly, the real deal is your function is to be there as an advocate for someone who's having a scary time. So like health stuff and getting older is, is kind of scary. And a lot of these procedures are scary. And if you're not well, and then to get well, you have to be injected with drugs or poked with needles or had surgery. It's like, you're already mentally kind of emotionally fragile. And then on top of that, you have to like be subjected to a bunch of medical stuff. And I think like, I used to think that it was like, come in and just like do everything you can, like manage their medications, take tons of notes, like, um, you know, like control their diet. Like when you're taking care of them, like, you know, like do tons of research online, like try to get a handle on it. And I think for the most part, especially if they have good medical care, what's helpful is just like when they get to a certain point, like fear and like, stress and anxiety and depression make your brain kind of cloudy and your job is literally like to just make a gentle decision about where you're going to eat that night or like remind them gently like okay I think it's good if we leave in 20 minutes what can we do to get this ready like just kind of like be there to and like be there to be like like with my dad I was like you know he had a cold and we weren't sure they were going to let him do an anesthesia and all this kind of stuff and so I was, you know, and he was really upset about it. Like he was like, he really wanted the surgery and he didn't want to have it be canceled. And sometimes you just need somebody to be like, it's okay. Like if you're sick, it can't happen. So there's no reason to get really stressed about whether or not it's going to happen. It's either going to happen or it's not. And regardless, they're going to take really good care of you. And it might happen in three weeks or it might happen tomorrow. Like, but it's okay. You know, like you're kind of just like reminding them, like when you have, when we have anxiety or when I have anxiety, it's like you think of the worst case scenario and your mind just kind of rotates around that. And I think it's, I think that when you're taking care of your parents, especially with medical stuff, it's like your job is to kind of like gently disrupt that, you know, like f- find a way to make the process just a little bit emotionally easier to handle. Yeah. Because for the most part, they know when their appointments are, they know what kind of medication they have. The doctors are really thorough. You know, like you don't need to try to be a second doctor for them, you know? Like, yeah, right. That's what I thought my job was, was like, I'll be your nurse. But I, yeah. you know, you just don't know enough. And like, yeah. and what's really helpful is helping them maintain their clarity of mind. So like the information they got is something that they can retain and like, you know, remind them to do things and make sure the house is clean, you know, just simple yeah. stuff like that, you know? I think. Well, you're coming home tomorrow. I'm not going to see you. I know. Uh, You come home. What time do you land? 10, 11. PM? Yeah. Oh, actually, I might be able to. Wait, am I closing tomorrow? I can't remember. So you think you land late? Well, then then we'll be able to hang out a little bit. Yeah, I got to work. About midnight, one way or the other. You have to work in the morning, and then I have to work Saturday night. 
so we're gonna miss each other Saturday. I know. Um, and then Sunday we both work. We'll have Sunday. We'll have Sunday evening together though. We can catch up then, and we'll, let's try to make that. Let's let's make that a fun night. I'm down. I and, love uh, fun nights. You know me. Oh wait, you know what we it, didn't talk about? What you? Me? <laughs> oh, you know me. Just uh, just doing all the unhealthy things so that I'll make sure I need a hip replacement surgery when I'm seventy. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> How is no. it like being alone in your house without your wife? It's been, it's been, you know, it's, well, I've learned how to deal with it. I think in the past I get real weird, man. I just, you know, so I got, I got weird a few times for sure. What I've done this, uh, trip the, you're the one on the trip, but for me, it's like an emotional, uh, journey through <laughs> solitude is, um, oh my God, I'm looking out the window. The guy is marking the tires again. This, this, it's the same dude. They're ticketing people from two-hour parking on the street the way they never have before anyways um so i've been spending a lot of time looking out the window scanning the neighborhood uh-huh. <laughs> no what i have tried to do is give myself something to do as soon as i wake up uh-huh so this morning was the first time that i woke up um and like i watched a little tv but besides that all the other mornings i've woken up right away and gotten right to work we have a mural my listeners are have this video project we're putting out and there's still a ton of like kind of promotional work that needs to be done for it yeah so i've been like on the computer working like right away after i wake up every morning and i clean the kitchen and you know i try to give myself a lot to do in the mornings and then um and then i've had something every night it's been different forms of comedy every night so i i did a bunch of stand-up on monday on tuesday i coached an improv team and then last night i was a guest on someone else's podcast and so i've been like giving myself good juicy things to do each night but there is for sure a few hours in the afternoon where i'm just in the apartment and it starts to get a little weird (laughs) suddenly i'm you know i don't even want to go into it but (laughs) (laughs) what 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 (laughs) you know and, uh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just gets a little weird. So then I've, the other thing I've been trying to do is um, is go for a walk in the afternoon, get out of the house. Because that was the other thing that, that I was realizing is because I've been feeling like I've been working and like being productive and doing stuff and kind of forcing myself to be on top of it. I also haven't been leaving the apartment very much. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I've been trying to work in that one, exercising, exercising. I went to circuits class, and um, today my whole ass is just so sore. Oh, like it's no. just You know those before and after photos of, of like, uh, the ladies who uh, work their butts out? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, on Instagram, then six months later, they are now butt famous. Yeah. Like, that's now I know what that feels like. Oh, I no. Know, I, know. I know. You have just a tiny little boy aching. butt. Yeah. I know. I know. But not when you get back. I'm going to have 600,000 Instagram followers for this uh, for this booty. Oh, you're just going to have you... a giant ass? Yeah, it's just going to be so twerkable. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's those kind of thoughts that start really percolating when you're not around, you know? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've been trying to write. I've been writing a bunch of stand-up too. Whenever I feel like, uh, 
my thoughts get too a little too like I'm alone with them. I I've been I've been trying to make them funny and put them down on paper. So that's some good advice to any of my people out there who uh, are feeling weird. Write it down. Write what you're thinking. And then, you know, maybe it'll end up being jokes for you. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's been, it, you know, I've been eating healthy. There's, we have a refrigerator full of uh, food. So that's one thing I haven't gone to. I haven't gone off the deep end. I with. ate an entire been, small pizza by myself last night. That's normal. Get out of here. I don't need your attitude <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> An entire small pizza? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, – last night I hit the booze pretty hard. I was feeling it, man. I was just – I mean, that's what was... I've, I've been doing that. My mom, my mom and I just – we'll hang out and it's like, oops, bottle of wine later. A piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I've been um, – I haven't done the laundry yet, so I'm gonna do the laundry before you get home. And uh, and I've been, but I have been kind of keeping the house clean, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a very oh. very Dad's... very good aunt. What? I think your 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 dad might be calling me right now. Do you want to answer it? No, I'll call him back later. Is it? Oh, that's cool. What yeah. he's up to? I was like, it says "Dad New Digits" on it, and I was like what <laughs> oh that is how i have him saved in my phone. yeah yeah it just took me a long time to figure out what that meant but i figured probably it out calling in to check on you i told him i told him you know i told him what you were doing in seattle and of course you know he's he's a little younger than your dad but not by much so like the idea of a hip replacement surgery i know he's curious about it. i'm sure he just wants to check in on you and make sure everyone's doing good yeah your parents are great your mom and i have been texting oh good yeah how's she doing She's good. She just wants yeah. to make sure that dad's going to a care home instead of like home with one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hilarious. You know. Hilarious. I know I, I, I owe her a call. It's been a couple of days since I talked to her. Um, so yeah, I'm doing, pr- I'm doing, I'm doing well. Oh, I sleep on your side of the bed. Why? Um, to feel closer to you. No, you do not <laughs> lie. It's also so much more accessible. Oh my god, your side of the bed is the shit. It's your side of the bed is just like I have to like fucking crawl through it like a dirty bat cave. It's like you know, like That's when just you park you, too close. You, you, it's like on when your you side park of the bed. You just put all of your car. shit over there. You just put your piles of shit. Every no, time I clean the bathroom, and all your sneak, your little piles. No, you don't tell me my experience, Muriel. I tell you my experience. I my my side of the bed is so close to the wall. It's like I every time getting it's like when you park your car too close to another car and you have to squeeze between them and open the door and slide in. It's like it's like that. And your side of the bed is just wide open. It's just like home, home on the rain. You the are on that side split. of the bed because that's where the fan and the window is, and you sweat like a motherfucker when you're sleeping. <laughs> So don't try to get it twisted. <laughs> this is the only reason why you're, you chose your favorite part of the room. That's you know the real fan. reason? Here's the real reason why I'm on the right side of the bed. Why? The real reason, because my dad slept on the right side of his bed, and Tony Soprano slept on the right side of his bed. <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> it's, just been, it's just in my mind that an Italian man has to sleep on the right side of 
of his bed. I, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, it would be a shock to me if I ever thought that you were being somehow forced into. You were going to take the side of the bed you want. <laughs> oh my god, your side of the bed is very, very nice. I will say. And then the other thing that I've been doing is my side of the bed now just has like the book I'm reading, the television remote, my chapstick. Like that side of the bed just has all my things on oh, it. I don't I love even use. It. I don't even use the nightstand. I just put the shit on the table on the bed. Like, oh, I want to say something about the Sopranos. It was um, this week was kind of a big week. First of all, uh, we're recording this on the 11th, which is which is a national coming out day. So I want to shout out to uh, you know everyone who's come out of the closet or whatever. Like it's just such a great holiday, yeah. you know. National coming out day, like, it's just, I love it so much. And then yesterday was National Mental Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that's, like, I love that also, and, like, that's so great. And then Monday was Columbus Day, which is, you know, uh, hits people in different ways all over the spectrum in terms of it should be celebrated, it shouldn't be celebrated. But I just want to given PSA if anyone wants a good meditation on Columbus Day watch the Columbus Day episode of the Sopranos it is a masterpiece and it is just like explain my whole mental mind frame and if you just need to do it just YouTube it YouTube Columbus Day Sopranos there's a million good clips from that episode, specifically the very last scene of that episode when they're driving back from the casino. It's nighttime, and it is just, <laughs> just shout out. All right, all right, Columbus all right. Day. All right, that's it. That was the last thing I expected you want to close this podcast with, but <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, I've been getting weird. I know. You know I was just, like, okay, just... <laughs> all right. Well, that happened, and now we're done. <laughs> Oh, I need to go for a walk. I did see a guy with a MAGA hat on in uh, LAX, and I got so upset. I, it's the first time I've seen it in the wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing comedy, and um, a friend of mine said, like, when Trump, like, as a joke, he wore a MAGA hat, like, at the very beginning, like, really early on or something. It was, like, when he wasn't even the Republican um, candidate yet. Like, he yeah, wore it, primaries, like, as an ironic yeah. joke. And he went to a bar, and some, like, hipster guy, like, went up to him and was like, what the fuck are you doing wearing that hat? And headbutted him in the face. What? <laughs> Honestly. I was like... That is such a great story. You thought you were being funny, and some hipster was like, "That isn't funny," and fucking, <laughs> fucking deserved busted up it. His old nose deserved it. That was oh, like that hilarious. was like he walked into the oh my god, LAX is insane. They have yeah. one place in this whole wing where you can get food and a beer, and it's at Shake Shack and. For maybe there's got to be about a thousand people like milling around waiting for their flights. Yeah. And this place literally has like 45 seats. And so it's just packed with people standing there waiting for other people to get up, holding their food, getting cold and their beer. And I was so tired. I just was like, I'm going to eat on top of this garbage can. Uh, (laughs) And the MAGA guy came in and everybody was just 
it was so tense. And his food took a really long time. And I was really just like feeling it. I was like, yeah, yeah. you better wait, motherfucker. You're going to wait. Nobody's going to make your food. They did eventually. Uh, it's a lot of airports bring out the worst in people. I was being pretty, pretty hot about it. All right. Let's go. Huh? Um, I love you so much, Muriel. I can't wait to see you. I love you too, babe. Okay, bye. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you so much Let's for listening. Yay, everybody. We love you. Um, so uh, we... Go ahead. We're doing this on the phone, guys. It's really hard. Okay, go. <laughs> Definitely want to shout out Colonel Timmy on the social medias. Everyone on social media that hits us up, it always means a lot. Thank you for following us. Thank you for liking and commenting. And, um, you know, it just brightens our day. Thank you so much. And we love, like, your memes and your stories and your pictures. So if you ever feel like you did something that was hella in your 30s and you captured it, like, in the form of a text or <laughs> in the form of a photo, feel free to always like, you know, like share that stuff with us. Cause we love it. That's um, right. We try to, we try to like check out your guys's photos. We can't keep up with everyone, but you guys are just living awesome lives and it just means so much. So if you want to tag us, please do. Yeah. Our Instagram feed is a dream. You guys are real fun. Um, we got a couple new reviews on Apple. Uh, one from, so we want to shout out Nelly McGR. Uh, nice. Nell McGR and Person2332. Uh, both of you guys uh, just left us reviews on Apple. And honestly, it just means so much. And it's so fun to uh, connect like that. And we just really appreciate you. So thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. We love it. Yeah. Uh, if you have any ideas for podcasts that we can do that would be kind of cheap, but pretty hell in your 30s-ish, <laughs> hit us up and uh, let us know what you think. Um, I think that's it. Hey, Nick. Yeah. I'm looking forward Thanks. to seeing you. Huh? What? Oh, I'm, I was going to interrupt that beautiful thing for just to thank Campfire, but they don't need any thank yous. You know, Ryan, Ryan and Scott, they, they're already so... Um, you know, lavished in praise or whatever. Uh, thanks, Campfire uh, Media. <laughs> uh, and uh, this has been, uh, it's been nice. It's, I don't know that we've had a phone conversation. When was the last time you and I actually talked on the phone for a really long time? Uh, anytime we're not living in the same spot. <laughs> for sure. Or if I have to take a long walk and I don't have anybody to talk to. No, we talk, I mean... <laughs> Anytime we're not like together. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I just, during those phone conversations, I always just tune it out so much that I don't, you know, they don't. Don't really... even try to act like you're hard. You're not hard. All right. I'm so hard. I'm the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, Muriel. I love you. Bye. And bye, listeners. We love you. Bye. 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 Campfire. <laughs>